Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdberg Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the creator and writer of the comics series, Wrath, Scott Kish. He's here to discuss Chapter 3 of the Wrath series currently on Kickstarter. Welcome, Scott. Oh, yeah. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. But outside my introduction, who is Scott Kish, and what are you about? Um, I'm just your... Um hobbyist I guess uh creator uh just kind of had an idea uh saw a path to to make it happen and you know just kind of started piecing it together and writing my script finding my artists and you know out there crowdfunding and and getting this thing in people's hands okay Uh, what is wrath about and what should readers expect in chapter three so wrath is a story of a young man named doug and his uh, best friend nicole um, in the first chapter, Doug discovers through a series of events that he can take all of this um, anger and resentment and guilt that he has from his um, abusive childhood and manifest that into a creature um, that we affectionately call the rage puppy. Um, and we kind of see a little bit of that um, in chapter one, where the rage puppy goes out and, and finds some people that uh, hurt Doug and 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 get a little retribution. Um, we kind of expand on that into chapter two, where we see um, Doug kind of taking on the power for himself, and we see a little bit of a shift from that that creature we see in one to like a little blending of of Doug and the creature. Um, and then chapter three is um, we start to see what's really kind of going around, what's going on around Doug, and that there's more at play than him and Nicole thought was going on. And it's going to lead into um, some opposition for Doug and also maybe some ideas of where this all came from. Okay. And as you brought up uh, Doug's rage puppy goes from uh like a wolf type creature to more of a human form from uh, chapter one and uh chapter two is like why does the creature change can you expand on that or is that something that we just have to read in chapter three a- absolutely i can touch on that um the big difference between chapter one and two uh when he uses the power is um in chapter one he's asleep and unconscious when he uses the power so it's kind of like something else might be in control at that point um whereas in chapter two he's conscious and aware and physically controlling the power or mentally controlling the power i should say um and in full control of it so that's why you kind of have that difference between the the creature the wolf type creature and then when doug's um gripping and and controlling the power himself consciously a good way to look at it is if you have a coin um heads up if it's facing down heads up that would be doug um you flip it over and tails that's the creature Mm -hmm. and what he's kind of doing in chapter two is he's learning to spin it on his side you know for a time where he's getting both okay um i guess are we going to see i guess the conflict be him uh, trying to, I guess, control, take more control of his rage or, you know, because it seemed like in chapter two, he was kind of just going with it with in his human form. But then 
as you explained, the the wolf-like creature comes when he's not really conscious of it. So is there going to be like a battle in between the two or will there be like a third transformation as well? Uh, it is going to, you'll see a back and forth between the two. Um, it'll be a little bit subtle in this one, um, but uh, there are specific points that I, I picked out where um, he's kind of acting out of character, like he's being influenced by something else. Um, but there is definitely something in the story that we're going to get to further down the line where it's um, a mix of the two um, battling back and forth. Um, okay. So you will see points where the Rage Puppy will be back in the series um, and making appearances, but also, you know, Doug um, wielding the power himself. Okay. Uh, can you elaborate on your creative process on Wraith the series from just a thought in your head to now promoting the third chapter in the series. Um, it all kind of started with a spark. Um, I was diagnosed with sleep apnea a few years back and I started thinking, you know, about, oh, my body's doing all this stuff to me while I'm asleep and I don't even realize it. I'm just kind of getting side effects the day after and it took me a while to kind of figure out what was happening. And then the, the, the idea kind of popped like, well, what if, one of my emotions did that, you know, and, and that's where the initial spark came from. Um, you know, anger is one, one emotion that's very powerful and, and tends to get away from us all. And um, I kind of started playing around with that idea and um, applying some to where I was working at the time. You know, I work in the criminal justice system. I was working in a prosecutor's office, so I see a lot of stuff come through. And I see a lot of how that affects victims. Um, a lot of times it just, you know, kind of just crushes them, you know, like emotionally and, and mentally. But you get those people that kind of somehow manage to turn it around and turn it into a strength. And that's kind of one of the main themes that, that I wanted to, to show in rap. Um, so it just kind of started off with the script, um, had a chance meeting with the local publisher, pitched them my, my idea, um, got a script together, uh, got them signed on, um, worked with putting together my art team, um, had a failed Kickstarter uh, that, that didn't quite uh, get what we were expecting, um, kind of rebuilt from that, uh, switched over to Indiegogo for the first chapter. Um, we got that finished um successfully you got the first book out um continued on the success success with two uh, which is also an indiegogo and um, now we're back on kickstarter again and giving it a go for three uh i notice every time doug is physically abused or assaulted he's blamed for the abuse so how have you managed writing about such a touchy topic touchy topic of abuse um, again, that goes back to, uh, you know, I was working, you know, as in a, I was actually working in the family violence unit uh, my last couple of years when I was working for the prosecutor's office. Um, so it was something that was, you know, close to me and, and it was hard to write, like, you know, like you can imagine. Um, and I try to kind of show the effects of that. Um, and, and a lot of, uh, how not only are the victims blamed, but how they blame themselves. And um, 
you know, it, it's something that I didn't want to glorify. I just wanted to show how much that affects uh, victims and, and how much it can, you know, cause not only physical, but psychological and, and emotional damage. Um, if you look at the, the creatures in the story, they're all scarred up and, and that's to represent that. Okay, um, so how has your journey been finding and working with collaborators on race? Wrath, I'm sorry, on wrath. Um, it, it's been, you know, I started off with uh, one artist when we, when we tried the Kickstarter, um, Drew Smith. Uh, she's, she was going to do not only the covers, but also the, the interior pages. Um, after the, the first Kickstarter kind of fell apart, uh, we had a sit down discussion. She was working full time at the time and, and just didn't feel that uh, she had the, the time or the experience to do all the uh, interior art for the project. Because um, I, I pitched this as a six uh, issue arc. Uh, that's a lot uh, to ask for, you know, especially a new artist. Um, so what happened was we sat down, she still wanted to be part of the project and I was happy to, to have her still on there so she kind of took a lesser role where she's doing our covers um, and concept art and also helping me as a production assistant uh, that's how she's credited in um, chapter one and two and we put out a call on twitter uh, for a page artist and we got a reply from Emilio Utrera and his work was it, basically what we were looking for um, he had his own little take on, on the rage puppy, and uh, he had a lot of experience um, doing comic books before. Like, he's had comic book series in, I think, four or five different countries, including the U.S. Um, so he was kind of that missing element that we, that we needed uh, to get us off the ground and, and running. Okay. I, I wanted to mention that I like the color choice of blue instead of red that breaks through like the black and gray panels of the of the creature, I guess in it in the I guess the rage puppy form in Doug's human form. Um it's not as intense or like frightening, but it's still eye-catching and engaging. So was the color choice intentional or was it total by accident? Um it was a, a thing that I was kind of going back and forth on, you know, uh, at initial creation. Um, and it kind of broke down um, with a uh, conversation I was having with my publisher um, because I, I like the, the black and white and the, the grayscale. Um, I do take a lot of inspiration from, from manga, not just comics. So I wanted that black and white kind of feel as like a, a homage to, to manga. Um, but there were certain things that I wanted to do with color. Um, so I, I was kind of talking about that conflict and one of the um, public, one of the guys, it's two guys that are at Wicked Publishing. Um, I think it was Matt, the artist, um, basically said, well, why don't you do both? And I said, can I do that? You know, as far as a, a printing thing goes. And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And so I was like, that would be perfect. And and I think it really adds, like you said, that that pop and and that extra, like, this thing doesn't really belong here in, in this mundane black and white world. So, I mean, so whose decision, was it your decision to make it blue or was it the... Uh, oh, oh, definitely, that was, that was uh, my decision. Um, I don't want to give too much away about three, but um, you'll, you'll see why I, I went with blue. 
<laughs> okay. Um, what advice would you offer to other writers and comics creators? You wish someone would have told you when you first started. So it can be, it can be in comics, it can be writing, it can be just being a creator in general. Um, let's see. The one piece of advice that I needed to hear when I started was just write. Um, if you have that idea and you want to see it, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Um, you're not always going to find success, but you're going to succeed as long as you're going to be taking those steps to succeed. Um, the other thing that I would add is don't get stuck in what I call OC land, where you um, have all these original characters, but you don't go around and write your story. Um, you know, I see a lot of people and they just want to talk about their OCs, but they don't want to actually sit down and, and make the story and, and you know, give some substance to the character other than this is what I made and this is what it can do. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I see that all the time, like on Instagram and on Tumblr. It's like, this is such a great character. You came with this great idea and that's it. You're not going to do anything with it. So I see it all the time, too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just, it's just frustrating because you're like, you've got something here. You're like, do something. Yeah, exactly. Well, my last question for you, Scott, is what is your idea of success? I ask that because as creators, if we're not getting regular paychecks from our full-time job or making consistent revenue from our art, we're considered failures. Many of us will put our dreams and projects on the back burner or give them up altogether because this career can be highly intimidating and competitive. So what is your idea of quote unquote success? I mean, for me, I mean, this is just something I, I wanted to do. Um, so there's kind of financial success and then there's kind of um, what, what I'm looking for, which is those people that continue to come back and back my next campaign, the, the people that um, go on Twitter and said, check out this guy's work, or I really love this, this series, you know, like all that, that's success to me. That's me building my fan base. That's me getting that momentum I need to, to keep doing this. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to push for uh, Wrath Chapter 3? Maybe discuss rewards for potential backers? Uh, sure. Um, you know, that's one thing I, I do want to talk about. We have a, a modest goal this time. It's only a thousand um, just to get us off the ground. Um, uh, one thing I did is I, I put a lot of my own money into this one initially. Um, so we were 84% finished with the book already. Um, so we just need that last little bit to finish the last five pages and, and print and, and ship and all that. Um, but we are looking at stretch goals big time in this one. Um, and that's because it's going to help us get more wrath out there. You know, like I said, it's a six issue series. Um, we want to get more out to the, the fan base faster. Um, maybe look at two or three comics this, in 2022. And, you know, the more we get to those stretch goals, the more um, flexibility and, um, basically runway we have to, to get that out there faster. Um, we do have some uh, rewards uh, we've done in the past, uh, which is we always have a, a variant cover that's just for the backers of the project, along with the standard cover. Uh, we also got some uh, Rage Puppy stickers that, that we're adding this time. 
Um, so, uh, and of course, some cameo appearances. We've we've done that in all of our um, campaigns so far, and we're going to continue that. Um, some things to look forward to for stretch goals. Uh, we do have a print at 2000 that'll go to all physical backers. Um, and that's going to be done by the artist that did um, our chapter two variant, uh, Rosalind Summers. It's going to be a little crossover piece with another creator uh, of mine, a friend of mine um, who does Jack Irons. So we're going to have a little Rage Puppy Jack Irons uh, crossover print at 2000, um, 3000. Uh, we'll have another print, but we're also going to have a digital reward where we had some promo pieces that uh, we'll give out as um, wallpaper, desktop wallpapers, um, so that uh, we have a stretch goal for the, the digital backers as well in that, that one. Um, 4,000, uh, we're talking about doing a trading card. Um, that'll be a, a neat little thing where we'll have Doug on one side and the, the Rage Puppy on the other. Um, kind of going back to that uh, coin analogy that I, I did earlier. Um, and then we have one at 5,000, but that's kind of the secret one. So we'll, we'll talk about that one when we get close to it. All right. Uh, well, again, I want to thank the creator and writer of the comics series, Wrath, Scott Kish, for discussing chapter three, currently on Kickstarter. I highly recommend our listeners to give the Kickstarter a look, share, and are back if they can. All of Scott's socials, a free link to Wrath Chapter 1 and the series' website will be listed in this episode's details alongside the Kickstarter link. Again, I'm KS Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Thank you.